Debo going on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Robert gets over the line. Try from Monster. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 71 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel. And with me as always is my partner in crime, Neve Briggs. Neve, what a weekend. Uh, it was, was phenomenal. Um, we, we didn't think that uh, it was possible because, and that's out of respect to Leinster, there's such a strong squad. Um, great team, the way they've played all year. They've been the dominant side in in. in the URC and also in Europe. Um, Munster on the road the last couple of weeks, given the start that they had to the season, all that kind of stuff. Um, and our record against Leinster, our recent record uh, against Leinster has been really poor, trips to Dublin, all that kind of stuff. But when the team was men- named on Friday, both teams, there was a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Um, I thought that Leo Cullen's side would be, he'd have more first choice players starting. But, um, it was a bit of a gamble and it didn't pay off. Um, aside from all of that, Munster played brilliantly. They were missing the, their own challenges with their own injuries from the previous week and they stayed in the fight. A phenomenal result and the way Munster won it in the end was was exceptional. So very special. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, tell me about your weekend. I always do this at the start. I want to know what you were at, where you were. Um, I, also I, been announced as a new yeah. talent ID and pathway coach for Munster. Uh, congratulations. So Thank you're you. finishing up the job, are you? Yes, I am. And uh, and coaching in the club as well. So I'm just coaching now with Munster in Ireland. Um, it's just probably the next progression for me in terms of my coach development. Very excited to be uh, working full time. Uh, in the game, so um, yeah. Look, it's uh, it, it's a big challenge, but uh, one that's uh, incredibly exciting, I suppose. So will you, this weekend, will you miss patrolling the streets of Limerick as a, as a guard? I'll definitely miss. Yeah, I'll miss the people. I'll miss meeting people all the time, chatting with people, people I worked with, people I met on the road and stuff. So, um, it it was brilliant, and I loved my time there. But um. Saw a little opportunity and um, it was too good to pass up, to be fair. So it'll be weird. I'm also devastated not to be coaching the club next year. Just from a point of view, um, I've really well, felt... We're you, can't, on you can't coach the club now that no. you're taking this job yeah, yeah. full time. Yeah, yeah. And such a brilliant group. But I really feel like we, in the development of what we were trying to do and what we we're trying to build there, probably 12 months out from maybe winning an AIL. And so I felt like another year would have been brilliant. But um, so t- tell tell us quickly, uh, if you can, sum up what the job entails because we've had a fair bit of negativity around the national team in the last couple of weeks with the results. Um, the RFU have received a bit of a kicking uh, at times from people, particularly on social media. Um, I've been talking about you know change and impl- implementing the. Um, changes from the review that came out. Is this part of this implementation of change and supporting women's rugby more and getting down to the the, the, the brass tacks of trying to develop players, giving them more availability to quality coaches, all that stuff, resources. So tell us a little quickly a bit about that if you can. It doesn't have to yeah, be look, quickly, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you're dead right. I'm keen, I'm keen to talk about the, the month of Instagram, but 
Look, at it, you're dead right. It's on the back of that recommendation. So I think it's really important that we provide a pathway for young girls to be able to um, move along the chain. So in the men's game, it's, you know, it's professional. So there's an academy structure and then an NTS structure and from a school's point of view. And, and they're only the real good club pairs come, in, come into that. You know what I mean? It's very difficult, I think, from a club playing point of view to try and break into that mould. Women's game is a little bit different because we don't have a lot of uh, the school system isn't up and running and it's not anywhere near as cohesive as what the boys game is. So you've got to try and find other ways to bring girls along to that pathway. So um, that's kind of basically what my job would be, would be to obviously ID talent and, and players across the board that can, you'd like to think in terms of the potential that they have to play for Ireland, uh, be it a 15s or 7s. And then obviously then you provide them with resources to be able to, the, by the time they get to that national level that they're they're already living and understanding what high performance means um, and what it does too is it opens up these centre of excellence around the provinces so obviously in Munster and, and the others so it's not drawing all the players to Dublin which is really important for the domestic game here it's really important for young girls going to college coming out of school going into work they don't have to flock to Dublin straight away, but we've been, we have enough resources here to to keep them in in provinces in order to grow the game, and that's going to be really important for us. Okay. So, um, yeah, look, it's really exciting. And this weekend, I wasn't at the match. I was in the high performance centre for the girls under sixteen and eighteen into pro sevens, which was really really good. Big eye opener of the talent that's coming through. I would love if people that had a genuine interest in women's rugby and these people that are online talking all the time about things that aren't good enough would come out to the HBC next Saturday, 20th May, because the finals are on. So they had a week, a day last Saturday, they have another one this Saturday. Because the talent that's coming through is scary good. Scary good. And it's very exciting to be able to watch it because you know that you've a chance to influence it. So um yeah, a good belt it back down the road then time for the match. Okay. Was buzzing. Well, congrats, congrats on a new job. I did see some comments online about proposed structures for next year and different competitions and uh, representative the representative ladies who mightn't be available for AIL a lot of the time, which it's difficult balancing act to get. I would remind people when I transitioned from Shannon to Munster full-time, we were taken away from our clubs. So you can't have it both ways. It's just so difficult and there is going to be times where the girls are going to be unavailable for yeah, the AIL. Yeah, player welfare. Like you, Pretty, you can't. Well, they're not going welfare. to be available for the AIL. They're probably but then somebody else has to be, we need the bigger onus on us then to grow the game to make sure correct. that... That's correct. And that happened that happened, in, that happened in the men's game where we were taken yeah. away from our club. And I remember Shannon, we would eight or ten guys involved with Monster Yeah, Ireland, that was tough. And uh, there was uproar at the time. And, you know, it was a tough change. So that maybe is what, what's going to happen here as well. Right, let's get on to the match. Um the monster game, the unthinkable really in winning this game. And uh, again, I, I, I try and be as respectful as I can here, you know, without being patronising. Um, that Leinster team um, was was a very strong side. It obviously wasn't the, their strongest side. Um, they had a lot of players sitting up on the stand, even when the camera panned up to them, you're thinking, God, if those guys were out in the field, it, it would probably be different. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Monster brought a performance um, probably should have been a bit more clinical at times but it was incredible scenes at the end and the drama at the end which we talk about which I dropped can I, can I just say something you know we speak a lot about the mental side of rugby and, and getting to that pitch emotionally 
I, I've watching that game and all the possession and the chances that Munster had. I actually think that they could have put anybody out there in terms of a Leinster jersey, and I still think Munster would have found a way to win. I think that they were there. They they were emotionally so in that I it was not not that they wanted it more because I you don't ever want to talk about that in terms of high performance sport, but they went after everything, and I think that. Yeah. That is a huge, huge kudos to that coaching group, to the playing group. I just thought that they just pitched it so perfectly well. And no matter who had played, and maybe that's naive of me, but I actually do think that they would have found a way. They would have converted those scores. Yeah. Well, they would look, have found I, a way because I, I they, think they, 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 they turned up with the right attitude. Graham Rountree spoke about them being battle-hardened. So, yes, I believe they would have brought a performance. Would have been good enough to, to beat the... First string with all the internationals playing. Who knows? We'll we'll have to talk about that in the future. But certainly a really positive result. Um, given where they were at the start of the season, the fight they've shown, the response in the last few weeks after the Sharks Glasgow games. Um, then they go to South Africa Stormers. Get to, they win, beat Stormers. They get a draw against the Sharks. They go to Glasgow, um, win there as well. And of course, I think they'll even look back at the game and still think they could have been. They could have been in a more comfortable position. But um, the reaction from the, the the tweet I put out yesterday has been, you know, yeah. joyous really for a lot of these diehard Monster fans who are supporting this team through thick and thin. And I think it was incredible to see on Saturday. And may I say, Graham Rowntree's done a great job on trying to reconnect with the team, um, with the fans. You know, even in the trip to South Africa, I told you about coming in to meet you know, all the travelling supporters, the players going over to him after the game, all that stuff is really important. And I think he's he's been very honest in his assessments all season at the start when they, you know, had a tough start. So I think he's really captured their imagination again. And, um, you know, I don't think we expect it to be in a final. That's pretty obvious because we've spoken about it a lot. Anyone you meet wouldn't have, but they're joyous and happy. Literally, the tweet I was putting out yesterday was going to be... Uh, just monster fans question marks and it would have it would have been enough but um, there's been a great reaction you don't have a time to read them all out but you give us a a feel of what uh, yeah so I definitely go to the lads that are, are regular tweeters so Martin Bramall unbelievable performance that's what the fans have been waiting for to get to the final after the start of the season is magic whatever 23 are picked they will give 100% and more to be able the chance of silverware at the end of the first year of a rebuild above any expectations um, Waterford lad great game to be at Munster had to dig deep and the result was always in the balance huge belief now um, Andy Hobbs they were really great and I'm a Leinster fan better win the final um, Alan O'Flynn hi Neve Allen fantastic win one day deserved to, one day deserved what stood out for me after, from this game was the manner in which Munster went about winning with some big names sidelined, some teams might fold. There seems to be a strong trajectory and belief in the system. Wig talks about that, doesn't he, a lot? Belief in his press conferences. Spoke about it in the yeah, RT one points, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's um, how many times I spoke about getting the fight, the desire, all that stuff right. But you got to have a bit of steel about you as well and be controlled and... Um, when we analyse the game in a few minutes, we'll talk a little bit about that last four or five minutes, which was brilliant. And they, you know, rode their luck a little bit maybe with the scrum. 
Um, but the turnover from Gavin Coombs and the way they ran out there, even Craig Casey's kick up field, Jack Crowley mm. running back to set up the opportunity. So, yeah, confidence, self belief, very much uh, really important. And a lot of, you know, they had all had big games. Yeah. Uh, John Tui, our away form allows us to be hopeful for the final. Crowley and Healy were excellent, as was the whole team. If we have a full squad to pick from, I think the final is 50 50. Our defence keeps us in games. None of us saw this coming even without the bad starts. Martin Sheen, what a game. A mammoth effort from all the boys. Everyone stood up to be counted. Leinster underestimated Munster because of our injuries previous week, but a win is a win. What a first season for the coaches, onwards and upwards. Liam Sheehan, credit to both sides. A fantastic game. A lot of younger Munster players coming of age, which I know you want to speak about afterwards. None more so than Jack Crowley. Niall Scanlon was huge after his introduction. This can't be our final. Let's give Keith Earls the send-off he deserves. Uh, Joe, the fact that some of our youngest players had the confidence to perform over the second half the way they did bodes very well for the future. Likely that those out with HIAs all avail- available for the final. Tough selection calls with great competition for not just the first 15. And Helena Close, incredible match to be at. They dug deep, gave it everything. Hodden at a workhorse, climbed the same, but so every single one of them stood up. We are building an amazing team. The, FIVA, the Aviva was the usual. Manufactured noise in the atmosphere, not the booing. Thought the ref did well. Um, Ian Moore, huge opportunity to follow through now and lift the trophy. Hopefully with the four players coming back, we have the strongest squad all year. The opportunities don't come often and our record isn't great. Critical we follow through and win. Gavin McCarthy, great game, great performance. We'll do well to keep Leamy at club level. International sides will have their eyes on him. Archer had a fine game. Great to have Munster back in, in the final. Can briefly, just to take a quick break right there, talk to me about, about Stephen Archer because he's just been a revelation this season, I think. He, yeah, he's been His penalty count used to drive me insane. But it's almost like we're now getting to see him with the ball in hand, like the line breaks, the little bit of offloads. You know, we talk about junk lines handling. That's probably been the true reflection of this group for me from from this coaching ticket is that they all just seem way more comfortable now on the ball. Yeah. And Archer, prime example. He's played he's played superbly and scrummage superbly. You know, you just look at South Africa having to you know, play those. Play, he played the full eighty minutes over over both games and was was outstanding. So, um, I played with Stephen Archer. Would you believe? Um, oh, did he's you? around for a long time. Yeah, he was a great. He's a great fella. Please. He's as honest as they come. And you know, uh, the penalties. Yeah, I think we've seen a few of them in the last couple of years, and it's sometimes they're frustrating. He knows himself, but he's very very committed. I think his scrummaging has been brilliant and you know it's an area where Munster are, are down in, in numbers I think his handling has got better as well and he's I feel obviously, like he's gone into a brilliant brilliant leader yeah he's very fit as well so look he's done brilliantly and um, very very important the last few weeks and is going to be vital yeah. again in the fight, final you know yeah he does to be fair Another one here from Dahi. Uh, you've got to be brave. Those words from Roundtree in an interview spoke volumes of the team progress this season. They executed that bravery, bravery perfectly in that final drive to Crowley's drop goal. Huge shout out for Stephen Archer in the form of his life. Excellent on Saturday. Um, 
Colin says, shows the progress we are making. The squad depth looks very light in places. When we show up, we are a match for almost anyone. Let's hope Nash, Murray, Fekatoa, Kilcoyne, Healy, and especially Simon are available so we can have a serious cut-off uh, the Stormers. Uh, Munster boys, Crowley comes of age, Kendellan, Hodnett, Daly, Nash, all future internationals. Healy has to make the World Cup warm-up squad. He's the second best fullback in the country. Special mention for Rory Scandal, his best Munster game since winning the Glasgow pennant years ago, now to win the URC. And just more about the front row. Um, and, and I'd have to back that up in terms of Rory Scandal. I thought he was really, really good uh, when he came on. Uh, Tom Lundergan, that was a fantastic result in a great day for Munster rugby. Delighted with the false sense of security at Stormers, celebrating that they are not facing Leinster. The reverse psychology of that is massively in our favour once the monster dog bites them on the arse again. So we'll talk about that as well. Just a, 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 an interesting one here from John Callanan. He's a Leinster fan. Well done and a deserved win. What does Jack O'Donoghue need to do to be a regular starter and in contention for Ireland? I think he's a great player and impressed when he came on. Just wondering what the monster view of him is. Uh, he needs to probably just be bring that level uh, of consistency. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great leader. I think he's obviously been captain of Munster a lot in the last couple of seasons. Um, very, very talented. I think it's just that consistency. And listen, I you know maybe it's a concentration thing. Maybe it's just being at it all the time. Um, but I think they're all enjoying it now. And I think what the coaches are doing with the, with a lot of these players, they're giving them, um, letting them express themselves. They're obviously tweaking what they have learned in the last number of years. Um, which I think I'm, sometimes too, sorry for interrupting you there. Sometimes too, there's a little, there's there's a, almost not what more a player can do to be, you know, playing rugby for Ireland or whatever it is. It's almost about, well, the, prob- the problem here, Neil, the, is the, the, the issue the, is that there's so many good, good, good players. Like he's, no, he's, it's, it's not that. It's, the problem here is Munster have struggled for the last number of years to win trophies, to be hitting the highs consistently, and if if that is the case, you as an individual can struggle. I played in a team that was constantly 90 percent of the time winning matches, challenging for Europe, challenging for the league titles. So you're on the in that shop window week after week after week. They're big. I big know, but Quinny, what I'm trying to say to you is, is that he's it's in an era where we've the most strength and depth ever in the back row in this I country. Know, I know. Like who who would you drop from? That's what I'm asking you. Like I'm just I saying, know, like I'm he's just, an unbelievable un- player, ridiculously athletic. I know. We know I, how good he is, hard working. But I understand that. But it it uh, the point I'm making is it makes it more difficult when you're not on a winning team. When you're on a winning team. And you're challenging for trophies. You're in the big stage. You're going into semi-finals and finals consistently. That's where, you know, you really get a chance to accelerate your progress and the perception. So I'm just making the point. It's of course so much talent out there and so many quality back rowers. Leinster have an abundance of them. They're all internationals. You know what I mean? There's, there's. So that's difficult for for Jack. But look, I thought. Definitely coming off the bench. One of the tweeters there is talking about um, the, his impact off the bench. It was brilliant. I said it yesterday and off the ball as well. Um, Rory Scannell. It was brilliant to see him come on, play really yeah. well. Um, 
Alex it's not Kandela. just a measure of Alex Candela as well, su- superb, you know. So the- young players, and that's what gives people hope that some of these players. And you know what? The way the game has gone, Neve, is the bench is a vital part of it. So it's yeah. very, very important. Listen, we've got to move on to the performance. Let's go through the positives, negatives. Um, very hard to find any sort of negatives here. I think if I was looking at any, it's just probably been a bit more clinical. Um, Munster were close to the line. They had a couple of opportunities mm. with malls in that first half. Um, they lost the ball in a mall, stripped out at one stage. Um you know, I think if you get into that position, lots of people are asking why weren't we kicking penalties? But you know, they're they've. I suppose the decisions to go to the corner sometime one or two. I was kind of saying, Jesus, maybe take your points here. Um, but they went to the corners, didn't get the reward for it, and and it's a wrong decision when you don't score by when you go to the corner. If you go to the corner, score a try. Oh, it's the best decision in the world. So, it's difficult, but. They, they kind of backed themselves to have that attitude and uh, it could have backfired in the end with them. It didn't. They got the results. But I just think sometimes cup rugby is about taking points uh, in with fine margins and Leinster don't allow people over the line. Ty Burner strips coming close to the line in that first mm-hmm. half as well. He's getting close to the line. A couple of other opportunities. Um, the stats were crazy. Um, well, not crazy. I think what surprised me is, um, you know, when Leinster play, they're usually the ones that that are dominating possession. Munster had 57% possession. Um, 22 defenders beaten, same as Leinster. Um, again, that doesn't surprise me because that evasion, that footwork, that ability to keep the ball alive and try and take people on, we've seen that grow all season. An alarming one was 20 offloads as as opposed to Leinster's three. And that's a real indicator. It doesn't guarantee your results and Munster could have lost that game very easily. Uh, but it just shows that, and I keep making this point, when they have this kind of an attitude, they kind of, they make you feel like they're trying things as opposed to what we've seen in in the last number of years that, there wasn't a confidence there. There wasn't an encouragement to keep the ball alive, to attack, to be brave. We're seeing that in an abundance now, and that's evidenced by 20 offloads. Sometimes it can be risky. I think we turned one over there to start to the second half when we were putting a lot of pressure on him. Ball came loose. I think Stephen Archer might have been carrying it, and he's trying an offload. It was slapped kind of out of his hand. Again, that can happen, but they kept going. 20 offloads is phenomenal. Uh Territory, 56% territory. So they're they're attacking in the right areas. The one that jumps out for me from a Leinster point of view is they had to make 246 tackles. That's not mm. a common situation for them. So it showed that Munster had a lot of ball and were really attacking them. Munster had 172. It was an incredible game, to be fair. Both sides missed 22 tackles each. Um, the turnovers won. Leinster won 10 turnovers. Munster 7. Um and the penalty count was 12 penalties against Leinster to five against a Munster. So there's a lot of positives in there. I think the offloads are incredible. Uh, the negative was maybe taking opportunities and being a little bit more clinical at times. And it, they could have been in a better position. Um, it's hard to find any negatives, re- other negatives, really. Because yeah. I just thought no, no. the fight, it just had that feel that this game... You were immersed in it and you had the feeling yeah. from a monster point of view. And I'm again, I know some Leinster people are, are kind of saying stuff online that 
you know, always our second string and, uh, you know, don't be getting carried away or fooling yourselves. We're not fooling ourselves. We know how strong Leinster are and we've acknowledged it. And Mon- people in Munster know that. Rugby people know that. Leinster are incredibly strong. Their squad is incredibly strong. We know there was 10 or 11 guys sitting up on the stand who were world-class players, not just good international players. But it was a really sweet, sweet win for this monster group, given the story and the, the, the way their season has kind of gone and the start of the season. No expectation to win a trophy. They put themselves into a wonderful position. They've been on the road for the last number of weeks. If you look at the fixtures, and they were away to the Sharks in Europe. They lost that, obviously, 50-35. Then they beat away to the Stormers, away to the Sharks again, away to Glasgow, away to Leinster. It's an some, incredibly some hard run. They've shown some yeah. balls, some balls and heart and passion. And, you know, we know that Leinster weren't at full strength, but it's still a brilliant, brilliant win. And it's one really special one for Munster. So for me, I, I think, there's yeah. very, very, very few negatives, if any. It's just maybe that being a little bit clinical. I don't know what you think as a coach. Oh, yeah. Look, that was 100%. You, you definitely like the... You'd like to, like, they, I felt for all the possession in the territory that they had, the time they spent in the opposition 22, um, you know, they should have been three or four tries clear by the time that... Um, um, well, should or could is, is, you know... Well, yeah, but that's the expectation because I think if you would flip that around and talk about maybe Lencer having so many entries into an opposition 22, very rarely do they come away without any points. And clinical. and that's probably that's probably why they're you know one of the reasons why they're so exceptionally good. Two big turning points for me: first half, uh, Keith Darrell's drives uh, Max Egan back in a tackle, outrageous footwork, contact. That is, you can see that setting a tone, hundred percent. The biggest one for me though is the Tommy O'Brien um, and Mike Haley chase back into the end goal. That Tommy Bryan touches that down. That's a Leinster probably win. They probably push on, I think, because of and I know I'm kind of contradicting myself, but they push on because of where momentum was at that, that that little time. But that that little intervention by Mike Haley um was so, so important because that almost gives that breed that sigh of relief. That they, they can regather themselves and they get to go again. And um so they were two big turning points for me in terms of setting tone and um and just taking control back of the game, I suppose. Um, yeah. But so many brilliant moments, so many small and tricky. And Munster got some. Munster got some breaks as well. The Ryan Baird try, the the slight touch of it going forward off Tommy O'Brien. Yeah, but it was, was touched up. Yeah, it was. That was picked up by the TMO Ben Whitehouse. So very small margins. But sometimes in sport, you you create your luck by your attitude and the work rate and the honesty. And Mike Haley did brilliantly, as you said, to get back there. Some of the I don't know if you can see it on on the, on the yeah on um on life, but he's carrying a shoulder injury for majority of that game. So he I don't know if you could see it, but it was actually his left shoulder. He's kind of limp going around. He was having, maybe it's a singer like a type of thing. I um, definitely could come off on me because he only had a two backs in the witch, but. Um, to keep to having that resilience that robustness when inside you to keep going is incredible and the winning of Glasgow and the winning against Leinster will be huge for them going down to South Africa is their fitness 
absolutely incredible. Yeah, something incredible. that we spoke spoke about a few yeah. weeks ago. Uh, the fitness at the start of the season was what I was trying to allude to. And again, they've become battle-hardened. They've become fit from training. And, um, you know, I suppose the heat, going back to that Sharks game in, in Europe, the heat, the altitude, all that kind of stuff, um, was a problem. Uh, well, it was the heat and the humidity, sorry, not the altitude, the heat and the humidity uh, was a big challenge that day, difficulty from. But they look fit, they look battle-hardened and they keep going. Let's just move on because um, we can't g- g- dissect a match with a fine-tooth comb. I think the end of the game showed great character in the team. So Thomas Clarkson knocks the ball on going into... Um, um, Monsters 22. Uh, Keith Earls gathers it, passes in fields. Uh, Shane Daly, Jack Crowley gets it. Or, um, um, sorry, I'm gone. John Hodnett gets it. He starts stepping inside and, and then passes it to to um, Rory Scannell, who breaks out. And it starts that bit of a an opportunity for Craig Casey to pick the ball off the back of that rock and kind of bounce out of the rock and kick the ball upfield. Nick McCarthy goes back. He has to kick it then on Munster's terms, really, because it's a great kick chase. Jack Crowley catches the ball. He charges back like 15, 20 metres and knocks Harry Byrne backwards. And then Munster start to play. Um, I, I just think... They sniffed an opportunity then and it leads to the drop goal, which wins the game. So they go the length of the field. Um, I think if, you know, Thomas Clarkson, that carry is right on the line, isn't it? Hits off his chest and goes forward. But again, we're seeing a team here that didn't give up and felt there was an opportunity. I thought Craig Casey's kick up field was brilliant. The way he bounced out of the rock, played it quickly. Um, in 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 days gone by, even if Munster were losing, that rook would have been slowed down, and we would have went to a box kick. Yeah, hundred percent. So it w- we would have went to a box kick, and um, he was brave to do that. And again, it led to the the, the end of it. There's a scrum on the first seventy first seventy second minute on the Munster ten yard line. A lot of people talking about that. It could have easily been a, a Leinster penalty. I think I watched back on this a number of times, and. Um, Frank Murphy reset the scrum and it was never steady from the very start. But in saying all that, it could easily have been a Leinster penalty. If they get a penalty there, kick it, it's game over. Um, But what was your opinion of of Frank Murphy as a referee? Um, Because I think, again, I'm not calling it sour grapes, but there's a lot of focus on a a minority of people obviously, who are Leinster supporters online and they think, oh, the referee uh, was the deciding factor. I don't think he was the deciding factor. I think he let the game flow. I think there was one or two decisions that could have went the other way. I think he could have sin-binned Luke McGrath um, for the the, the hand-up uh, blocking a pass. Uh, he'd just given away a penalty a few minutes before that when he tackled the player when he was on the ground. So uh, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, look, I actually thought he did really well. And, you know, it's 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 a very tough situation. Like you can take away the ambiguity of all this and um and you know appoint the referee that's not from from the home country. Um I, I don't think it would have anything would have mattered or, or done differently in terms of the results. 
I think it's a very unfair position. We spoke about this in relation to the Andy Brace appointment for Christmas as well. And around that time, I think it's just really unfortunate. I, I just don't see the point or the reason why we have to put him in that position. But from his point of view, he'd be very happy going into his review on Monday. He can't, I, I, I agree with you. I thought he let the game flow one or two things, but that game was so ferocious. The pace was outrageous. I think, I think I saw a stat yesterday from Murray Kinsler that it was ball and play was forty five minutes or forty four something like that is yeah yeah and there's lots test, there's lots of test level like there's um, lots of examples for both yeah. sides that you could yeah, go yeah. back and look at and that's I know every pe- game people like, people yeah. pe- people here who were given out are picking a couple of incidents you could do that in every breakdown it's a difficult job. I listened to Bernard Jackman and you know obviously he played with Leinster and. Um, I thought that he he said his comments where he came out of the game thinking, you know, he wasn't focused on on the referee. It didn't come into his mind. Um, I was similar, but I think look, there's always one or two. But look, it is what it is. We're not go- we're going to move on from that. I think Munster uh, deserved to win. Um, they stayed in the fight, and eventually they got there. So it was brilliant. Star of the week. Um, it's hard to look beyond Jack Crowley and I think I'm not going to look beyond Jack Crowley to get a drop goal like that at the end, um, to make the carry back from from to, to, to in the start of the build-up to that, the fight and the determination, the quality he showed to, to, to drop that ball over the bar. Great patience from Munster there. So I'm giving it to Jack Crowley. Um, I would say definitely... There's so many players you could mention here that's like right across the board. Everyone, I think the way they they played. Um, and we must not forget that, you know, at the end of that game, Jeremy Lockman has gone off the field. Dermot Barnes, Stephen Archer, John Klein, Ty Byrne. That's the whole front five gone. And Peter O'Mahony. Um, so it was a kind of an inexperienced team that saw the game and won it. Oh. Um, which is brilliant for for growth and building. But for me, Jack Crowley's the star of the week. I just think that drop goal, um, the little finger wag at the end like Rodge would have done, uh, was really special. But um, everyone was brilliant right across the board. Niall Scannell as well coming on. I didn't mention him. He had a, a great impact. Gavin Coombs throughout the game, that turnover brilliant. near the end. Yeah. Brilliant. So he's really coming of age and we've seen a lot of big moments from him last week. Not just we know he's a good carrier of the ball, but without the ball, he's worked. I great think since since he's come back from November, it's like a night and day in terms of player of his, you know, in, in quality that he's shown. His work rate, his his ability to have, um, you know, loads of small little like contributions that we don't really see. So his, he, you know. I always thought when I, you know, especially at the start of the season, you're looking at him and you're like, brilliant carry, an unbelievable turnover. And then we wouldn't see him then for a couple of phases. Um, I just thought he's he's been exceptional since he's come back from November from that Irish camp. I thought he's, his work rate, his ability to get off the ground, all these double efforts in terms of the rock. I think he, at one stage, he tackles, gets back to his feet, the ball he bounces so quickly he's there to tackle again straight away and then he's slowing that rock down like there are big moments of, of honesty that you're looking for um, but yeah look I have to look, I know we've had discussion before but Jack Rowley definitely came of age in terms of his game management because obviously losing Ben Healy to that injury um, you know and it was pity because I would love to have seen that, you know, that ability to have those two playmakers I really really like it 
Um, a close second for me was Shane Daly. I, yeah, superb. I think I think he's he's he has grown exponentially this year with a confidence, game time, and the ability to be able to have that bit of freedom. So yeah, he's not been, just he's chasing. Been, he's been he's yeah. been coached as well, uh, really yeah. well, and you can see that. The way he smart. comes in they off were the, smart this the way he comes in, the, comes in off the wing, gets his hands in the ball. Um, a superb footballer, lots of involvements, intelligent in what he's doing, really good defensively as well, starting to make those mm-hmm. really important reads. Um, so yes, he's he's a much improved player. I think mm-hmm. we know he always had the talent, but he's shown it now consistently. So he had a brilliant game. Calvin Nash, we've spoken about how he's improved. Do you think do you think the man, sorry, that, the man no. that came in in the other wing? Uh, the, uh, Keith Earls, you know, look, uh, we I was in South Africa a couple of weeks ago. He was absolutely devastated after coming off the bench from the Sharks um, to get injured again. Uh, once we were down to the bare bones, and this is something that uh, we need to let the Leinster people know who are saying, oh, was our second string and don't get carried away. Munster had no backs practically left. Um mm. Out, outside backs Joey Carberry yeah. of course is there and I thought Joey Carberry would have been involved um, they chose not to do that which is very unfortunate for him but outside backs wingers full backs um, they didn't have Lots anyone else there was nobody there so they pushed Keith Earls to try and make it it was a real 50-50 chance last week and just to have him out in the field there and his experience and uh, his involvement was brilliant so he deserves a lot of credit so uh, but the coaches do. So we've named a lot of players. Um, John Hodnett, I think we said, we spoke about him. He's coming of age as well. Um, Ken Dillon off the bench. Yeah, super. Do, doing the business, doing the, the basics unbelievably well, focused um, and, and performing really well against, you know, that back row of, of Leinster, of, of yeah, Jack Conan, Josh van der Fleer wasn't expecting to be coming on so early, world player of the year. Uh, European Player of the Year last year. So 28 tackles from him shows his quality. Max Deegan. So that's an international back row. Um, John Hodnett now is really looking like a player who's very comfortable at this level and uh, performing well. But the coaches, the way they set up and the way they've improved and the way they've turned around this, Neve, because, you know, <laughs> you always talk about me being glass half empty and being negative and looking for the negatives. Uh, well, certainly at the start of the season, it was difficult, wasn't it? You know, the results. But we had a blip there a few weeks ago where you had that Glasgow game and that Sharks game. And it's diff- yeah. it's and difficult. The Scarlets or Glasgow. Well, yeah, yeah they, they conceded 42 points against the Scarlets. They won 49-42. Mm. And that was, the, that, they, that was over three games where they conceded over 130 points. Yeah. A lot of tries as well. So we had a period there where we thought, okay, they've had this great surge in the middle part of the season and they've done really well going back to the, from that South Africa game onwards. They've done really well here. Are we going to peter out now? Um the response has been brilliant. And I think that is coming down to a lot of the stuff we've mentioned. Um, they're growing up. They're playing well. They believe in each other. They're being coached very well. So the coaches deserve great credit. Graham Rountree and the rest of his coaches, Mike Prendergast, Leamy, uh, you know, Andy Kiriakou, George Murray, um, the fitness staff as well, everyone, to get the players right. Can they be better? Does it mean they're going to win a tr- the, the trophy? No, it doesn't. Um, it's going to be harder to go to, to, to Cape Town next week. But um, the results in the last few weeks have been, you know, really The element of surprise is gone they? now. So it'll be interesting to see in terms of, 
the pressure in terms of how they react, you know. So nobody really gave them a chance over in the Stormers first time. Nobody really gave them a chance to Glasgow. Nobody really gave them a chance Leinster. But now you're into a final where it's 50-50. Well, I think, yeah, I think the South African trip was the one that was very fearful, I think. On yeah. the back of that, I think they had, you know, we're thinking oh, Glasgow, if they get certain things right, they had Snaman back, Burn. Yeah. Uh, this team looks strong. Then they get all the injuries. So let's just talk about the injuries. This is obviously, it would be a massive boost to have Calvin Nash, Connor Murray, Malachi Fekitoa, RG Snyman back available for the final. Obviously, they will need them because competition you know, that Stormer side are, are incredibly yeah. physical, and and they're going to want to atone for what happened a few weeks ago. Munster took away uh, their home record all season, and um. It's going to be an incredibly physical, tough game. We will talk about that more in more detail next week in the, in the build-up to a final. Hard to believe we're talking about a final. They're in a final. It's brilliant. Can we, can we just also talk about the fact, the, the consequence or the the good gifting from, from reaching this stage about, you know, for next season. Munster now going to that pot one for the European draw, which is going to be incredible for them because they have opportunities and... You're talking about having the ability to be able to get to knockout stages and been at home for them, as opposed to being in either South Africa or, or um, in France. Um, so that could be huge for, for this group as they continue to build and, and, and get better. Um, I think that we probably haven't really spoke about that a huge amount. Yeah, of course. And the confidence and belief. It's 2017 since we've been in a final. It's 12 years since they won a trophy. Um Nobody's getting carried away by this and thinking, oh God, this is great. Uh, the word bonus territory has been bandied around a little bit in, in, in the last few weeks, getting into the semi-quarterfinal, semi-final, being in Europe, qualifying for Europe. But, you know, they have a chance now to go and and, and um, they've got to bring a performance because that Stormer side is incredibly, so incredibly powerful. There's a certain video of them celebrating after the weekend. We'll go into that next week. Um, they're, they're, you know, I can understand in some ways they're celebrating that they don't have to travel again. Joseph Dweber's comments uh, saying we'll F them up. That would give a little bit of motivation. I'd say they're raging that that got out because yeah, it, was, is, the, it was deleted yeah. pretty, it was deleted pretty yeah. quickly afterwards. But we look it's into out. It's out. Uh, the coach spoke about it in his press conference yesterday and, um, you know, dismissing kind of the impact and, and what played it, it down so bad. a bit. Basically. Basically, hadn't seen it, go try and find it, it, it was silly. Yeah. It was silly from them. Whoever took that video, I can understand they're celebrating that they don't have to travel and they got a home final. Um, but anyway, it was a bit unwise, shall we say. So listen, we've got to leave it there. Uh, we will come back and preview the final next week. It's it's just wonderful that they're there. I thought the scenes for the fans after the game on Saturday the were families. really special. Yeah. And, and the players, obviously. But it was really special. And, you know, I'll say this again. None of us think, uh, God, we've beaten uh, the first string Leinster side. You know, we understand there wasn't, a, uh, you know, nobody's getting carried away here. But it's still really special. So let us enjoy it, Leinster fans. If any of you tuning in, let us enjoy finally getting a result um, and getting into a final and winning a big game and being happy. So we're happy with that. Uh, so that's it for episode 71. Thanks again, Neve. You've had a busy week. I'm sure you have a busy weekend coming up. And uh, we look forward to catching up next week, previewing the final. Chat then. 
The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot.